Well, hey, everybody, this episode of the Press Row Podcast is brought to you by Out of the Park Developments, the makers of Out of the Park Baseball 18, MLB Manager 2017, and Franchise Hockey Manager 3. Make sure to join us every Wednesday night for Out of the Park Night on YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash OOTP Developments. We've got Community Manager TJ Lowerman live streaming his Out of the Park 18 exploits, some of which you will hear about tonight. And then at 9 p.m., our Franchise Hockey Manager 3 Community Manager Adam Burnett is joined by Franchise Hockey Manager Producer Jeff Riddles, and they go through a whole bunch of fun stuff. they got a few different stories that they're going through, including some historic uh, runs with the uh, L.A. Kings and some modern-day runs with the Detroit Red Wings, Red Wings trying to get those franchises in, in different eras and different places and having some fun there. So every week on twitch.tv slash OOTP Developments, TJ does Out of the Park Baseball at 9 p.m. Eastern, and then Jeff and Adam do Franchise Hockey Manager 3 at 10 p.m. Eastern. And if you can't watch them live at 9 and 10 p.m. Eastern on Twitch.tv, that's okay because we archive them to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash OOTP Developments. And now we've also got three brand new tutorial videos from the Out of the Park CEO, Marcus Heinsohn, who's also the lead designer and developer out of the park baseball there are three tutorials so if you're new to out of the park baseball or even if you're a veteran i guarantee you that watching those three tutorials on all sorts of different cool stuff that you can do uh, in the game will shine a bright light on all sorts of fun ways to enjoy out of the park baseball 18 so check them out every wednesday night at 9 p.m and 10 p.m eastern on twitch.tv slash ootp developments and then check us out on youtube.com slash ootp developments for all of the videos Thanks, as always, for supporting the Press Row Podcast. Thank you for supporting independent sports game making, and enjoy the show. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Press Row Podcast. I am Rich Grisham, hosting again this week for the suspended Brian Weedai. We are not allowed to disclose the terms of the suspension. We hope he'll be back next week. So we have got a fantastic show tonight. I'm so happy. It's like a throwback to Press Row of a couple of years ago. We got a great panel. We have the esteemed TJ Lowerman. TJ, welcome to the show. Hey, Rich. So glad to be back. Uh, It's been a little longer than I've wanted to be away, but I'm back and I'm ready to go. Love it. We have the great Owen Good from Polygon. Owen, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back on the show, Rich. Always a pleasure. And we have Mills Gaming TV, who is back on the show as well. Welcome, Chris. How are you, my friend? What's going on, guys? Always an absolute pleasure, as I have said multiple, multiple times before, and we'll continue to say every time I'm back on. Awesome. So let's get right into it. TJ, that sports gamer, what have you been playing? Rich, there's been three games that uh, have been taking up the majority of my time right now. Uh, One of them I won't bore you with, but... Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is amazing. Uh, other than that, still grinding away on Emily the Show. Uh, technically, four games. I, I lied. I lied to you, Rich. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, Emily the Show, still grinding away on Diamond Dynasty. Don't think I've really touched Franchise or Road to the Show this year. Uh, they've been putting out so much content that I just keep going back. Uh, no matter what happens, every Friday I'm there ripping packs, seeing what's good. Uh, and the other game, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more in depth later on, uh, is Fire Pro Wrestling World. It's a uh, early access wrestling game uh, from way back in the day. Well, it's a new game, but the series goes far, far back. I remember getting my first hands on it uh, on the Game Boy Advance. I believe it was Fire Pro Wrestling Advance back then. Uh, really good game. A nice switch up from the WWE games that we have out now. Uh, and of course, uh, I'm playing Out of the Park Baseball where I just made the biggest mistake I've ever made in a franchise. Yeah, that was, uh, a, that was an event. Uh, yeah, so it's 2019 with the Padres franchise. Uh, we're just trying to cut some money, and I actually had a deal worked out with the Angels where we would take Albert Pujols for so little money that we would actually be making uh, a profit off it. Uh, they were going to take 95% of his contract, that and is we were going to trade them... Yeah, and we were going to trade them two players that we didn't really want. It's a good deal. Uh, then we had to go through uh, uh, waivers, 
and he got turned down the first time. Then we did the deal again, and it went through. Uh, but for some reason, I forgot to have the Angels retain the money. Oh so I now God. had a $30 million first baseman that's like 40 years old for three oh, more years. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, but guess what? Out of the park baseball has this great button that says enable commissioner mode. <laughs> yes, uh, and does. I went in, reversed it, fixed it. And now we're all good. Very well done. <clears throat> That's oh, be my goodness. Oh, oh, God. Oh, and good. What are you playing? Well, um, uh, like TJ grinding on, um, MLB, the show as always, although I'm in road to the show, um, not diamond dynasty, uh, 2019, uh, my starting pitcher is, uh, polling about number three for the all-star game, uh, as of June, um, he's, uh, nine and one and, uh, you know, it's the usual, um, gang of elites at the top and I'm trying to gate crash that. So that would be, you know, your Kershaw and, uh, your Bumgarner out in the NL cause my pitcher got traded to, uh, to Pittsburgh for some reason for peanuts from Minnesota where he was pitching. But anyway, uh, the other game I'm playing is dirt four. I really enjoy that game. Um, I think it kind of probes that part of my perfectionist brain a little too much. Cause I'm constantly, you know, trying to hit, um, you know, a perfect, uh, a perfect line, a perfect run, you know, lead the stage, do all these sorts of things. Um, I really like la- racing on dirt and dirt four, but there also are, are pavement courses that uh, you don't slide so well on. And um, I actually got into um, the Game of Thrones Telltale game, which I think launched like two years ago or something. I mean, it's not new at all. Yeah. But I went to play it just because everybody was, you know, fulminating about Game of Thrones in the season seven premiere. And I've got to say that game did its job, which was to get me interested in the series. So I'm now watching that on nice. HBO now. So, you know, like our uh, our good friend Smith Sarkar, what I'm playing is usually what I'm watching. <laughs> uh, and, and and that's sort of where I am now. So uh, that's been, I guess, the past three weeks for me so far. All right. So I can't let this pass without bringing it up. I noticed that the Golf Club 2 is not in that rotation, Mr. Good. Explain yourself. Um, I, I have to say my time is short. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just, you know, the golf club won. I, I, I gave that thing a long chance and uh, I just couldn't get a feel for its physics. I couldn't get a feel for how hard I had to strike the ball. Um, putting was, I mean, it just, it, it was very off putting to me. I don't disparage the fact that it's got a long following. People enjoy it. That's great. Somebody got something. I didn't, but it's not really worth it to me to go back to it. And actually I've not played golf on, on a console or a PC in, I don't know, a year, actually. I've not even been into, uh, to Rory McElroy, you know, I think inside of the past year. Interesting. I'm just having a little fun. Cause I know obviously we had some debates about that game in the past. I was just curious if you had, you know, even thought about giving the golf club to a try and obviously not. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, just shut down, a, a, a title off out of the bat. But if, if you're talking about, you know, what are my personal preferences? I'm a consumer like anybody else. And I judge it based on my most recent experience. And I didn't have a good one with that game. And, you know, that's me and that's fine. But, uh, you know, I'll spend my time on other things. Millennium, what have you been playing? Where do you want to start? <laughs> um, playing MLB The Show. Uh, we just finished up a pretty big event where uh, I got a couple of diamond cards for Diamond Dynasty. Um, I started a road to the show at like one in the morning and ended up getting drafted number one overall by the twins after being drafted by the Yankees and almost deleting the game off my console. Um, I'm playing fire pro as TJ is. I'm sitting at over 200 creations downloaded off the steam workshop right now. I have an entire WWE roster, entire, entire, uh, impact wrestling roster and a lot of new Japan already, which is really cool to have some dream matchups. Um, playing a little bit of the golf club too. It's it's hit my console a couple times, but as Owen said, like time is just between streaming and p- other games, it's just really tight right now. Um, as I've also gotten back into Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, I'm planning on going into an RP server soon with that. So, been messing around with that online. Um, and then the game that I can't wait for that I've actually been that comes out, I'll believe tonight, is Fortnite which is kind of a base building 
power defense, shooter, resource gatherer, like all kinds of cool stuff by Epic Games. So I'm very excited for that. That's coming out. Uh, I think 10 a.m., I guess, whenever on the day you're listening to this. So that'd be awesome. So, so a couple of games I want to talk about. I've also been playing MLB The Show. So we've all been playing that, although Millennium and TJ have been playing Diamond Dynasty, and Owen and I have been playing the Road to the Show. And so that, that begs an interesting sort of juxtaposition. So, Owen, you're pitching. I'm hitting. Uh, Chris, you and I were actually exchanging uh, messages about this. I have completely jacked up my player he is an 87 overall now and i'm just started my third season so it's it's the second game of the year of 2019 and uh and a lot of power attributes and i'm still not performing any better or not even worse now not but i'm certainly not performing any better when than when i was like in the ranked in the low 60s and Chris, you were telling me that that was due to a series of things, which I wanted to, to bring up at least for a minute here. So, what? Why can't I play any better, even though my guy's a lot better? When you upgrade your player as he gets better, the computer recognizes his ratings increase. Um, they have the computer recognizes threats in the lineup. So, if you're like an 80 overall in a lineup of 60s, the computer will pitch around you more. Enable to with in to get the ability to pitch to another batter. Um, that's something the show has done. Uh, I'm going to say for a year or two, really well is lineup recognition. They didn't do it a couple of years ago. It was not good, but since since they added it, it's been pretty decent. So you're upgrading your player and expecting to get the same pitches. Whereas, not saying you specifically, but this is a problem a lot of people have. You end up swinging at more pitches that are on the edge of the plate. You end up grounding the ball more, you know, reaching for pitches. And I think that's the problem most people have at Road to the Show when they boost their player is that they're not ready for the fact that the CPU is going to play you differently. Now, if you boost your player, if you're a 65 overall in the major leagues and you become an 85 and you hit fifth behind, you know, if you're like in the Astros lineup or a really high-powered lineup, the pitcher, the pitchers there will more than likely pitch you, you know, more actively, even though your PCI will be smaller due to ratings, the higher ratings from the pitchers of the majors. But if you're a extremely dangerous hitter in the minors, they're going to look at you and say, "I want nothing to do with you," and you're going to have to be much more patient. When I'm hitting, should I be moving my? Uh the left stick in the direction where the ball is, or should I just leave it alone when I'm hitting? I would say you want to move the, well, if you're hitting directional, then you only want to move the stick when you are trying to aim to a field. That's what I thought. So I, yes. because I have not been, and that's, that's why I have not been doing that. Yeah. For, for directional, the only time you want to move the stick is if you're trying to hit the other you know, fly balls or left or right. Yeah. If you're using zone, Obviously, you want to make sure the PCI, the the left, right, up, down is all based on PCI placement and timing of your swing. Um, but directional is is solely based on uh, which way you're which way you're uh, pointing the stick for directional, and then the, your ratings for your player. I will say that if you have not, if you are on directional, and I know a lot of people are, uh, I would try zone hitting. A lot of people are intimidated by trying to get the PCI onto the ball. And it takes about a week, but you will, you will be better because of it. Um, so I, th- I think anyone that's, that's using directional, if you don't like zone after after a few games, go back to directional. But I would give zone about ten games and see if you can get the hang of it, and then try from there. Because oh, direction directional oh. also has a I'm sorry, directional also has a smaller timing window. Hmm. So if you don't if you don't hit like the good the just late just early those are much smaller on directional than they are on zone. Oh, and what kind of pitching setup are you using for your guy, and sort of what levels is it dynamic? Do you have it set to something specifically? Um, r- right now, I've got it set to uh, I believe Hall of Fame um, Legend. I, I I have pitched on Legend in the past, <laughs> and I think um, this year with the new ball physics and how they come off how the how the 
the ball comes off the bat and the, uh, the ability to create a lot of fluke hits. Um, I just couldn't do it. Um, I mean, I was I, just guys going opposite field all the time and yanking them down the line. And, you know, it's just some weird gap hits and crap like that. So I'm, I'm on hall of fame difficulty. Um, I don't, I'm, I, I don't, uh, let's see, I don't have the, um, uh, the adaptive uh, pitching interface, you know, I call my own pitches more or less. I mean, the, what's interesting, though, is that the catcher will still give you a sign right? Um, for, for what he thinks you should throw. And you can sort of take that as a recommendation, but he doesn't. Obviously, you don't see the glove showing you where it should go. I don't have the uh, strike zone turned on. Um, I, uh, I'm pulse pitcher. But, you know, to get into what um, Millennium was talking about here, I, I mean – on the, on the pitcher end of things, uh, what I see is um, uh, how do I want to put this? Coming into the at, at the beginning of the year, I mean, you just had a lot of cheap hits um, and just a lot of sh- a lot of stuff slapped down the line, either a pull or um, you know away. A uh, there was a patch I think sometime around in June that took out some of these cheap things, but I still see a lot of little dribblers and you know, the way that you feel coming off the mound, it's just impossible. Uh, and those things will get you. Um, I do think that in pitching in this game, it will, if you, if you know what you're doing and, and when I say, if you know what you're doing, it's not to say that I know what I'm doing all the time, but there are moments where it's like, okay, I, I got this guy set up away, and now I jammed him inside, and he gives that just pitiful, underhanded whiff at the ball. And it's like, I meant to do that. That's what I wanted to see. I got it done. Mm. And and that's a, a really nice payoff. Um, I don't see, and, and there's a lot been made of this in real life, you know, with, um, you know, is the ball juiced this year? You know, everybody's talking about the drag coefficient off the ball as it flies or whatever. Since since everybody's tra- uh, tracking um, uh, velocity off the bat and then arc and height and all that other nonsense, um, I am still in a National League where the top three or four pitchers are all sub two ERA and have a whip that is one or less to boot. Um, it's still very much a pitcher's league. Um, it's still very much a pitching game to me. And that's great because that's what I enjoy doing the most. Um, but uh, it, it, so I don't, I don't know that I can talk, you know, in depth about the hitting. I can talk about how to pitch to hitting. Um, and I know that I got Ryan Braun to strike out on a slider away three consecutive times uh, in my last start. Uh, it, and it's it was kind of funny because it's like, you know, this shouldn't happen. But at the same time, if somebody's a sucker for a certain pitch, that should be reflected in the game, and I got him. So, uh, you know, that's it, – it's just, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, the team I'm playing with, not particularly aggressive. Um, feels like, I guess, the window closed around the time my player arrived on the team. And uh, we're a 500 ball club and contending for a playoff spot, but I don't see a lot of urgency. I don't see a lot of – uh, you know, recognition in the AI that uh, we, we've got to get it done this year. And I think, I think McCutcheon is in a contract year or something. He's still on the team, thank God. But um, I don't know how much longer we got him. Interesting. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I enjoy hitting, but I'm. I'm not good at it. I'm not bad at it. I mean, my average, the, my second year, which I played entirely in the majors. I went double A and didn't get promoted out of double A my first year. My second year, I played in the majors i pinch hit a lot and and only started once a week or so at the start but by the end of the year i was i was starting during that time i cashed in all my stubs to get all of those attribute points um but uh, i went up hitting i think like in 250s at like nine home runs and 31 rbi something like that which was extremely pedestrian so I'm really hoping for a, a better year this year, but I'm just I'm not I'm not good. I I know what I want to do, but my ability from wanting to do it and sort of understanding pitch by pitch and what to try to aim for and expect, and then executing it, there's a gap there. <laughs> I just can't, you know. Again, it's not terrible. I'm not hitting 184, but I'm not doing what I want to do. Rich, if you don't mind, I think the other thing, the other piece of advice I would give for hitting specifically mm-hmm. is challenge of the week 
Um, I know it is an online, you know, mini game, but it starts on rookie difficulty and gives you all kinds of different pitches to look at. Mm. I think challenge of the week is something that I like to do for about 10 minutes before I start like playing any time online oh, for Emily, good, the show. Good idea. Yeah. It's, it, it's just like having, especially with the computer. It's a great tool to see different pitches, especially from a higher rated pitcher on the mound. The thing yeah, that I noticed the, about the thing that I've noticed about hitting is, um, you know, on the lower difficulties, and, and it's good that you brought up challenge of the week and the you know the variable difficulty. On the lower difficulties, man, you just pull everything, um, and you're way out in front on the off-speed stuff. So, you know, I, I would love to see, you know, actually, I would love to see the pitch come faster on the on the slower difficulties when you're hitting, just because it, it seems like, you know, there's that kind of snap judgment um that i make when i'm hitting and i'm not a good hitter by any stretch but it's good it's good advice that you give there to you know to go into that and and try it out there and 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 get your timing down because as a pitcher obviously in road to the show i'm getting you know four at bats every other day uh that kind of thing yeah another thing if you're slumping it's always uh always worth the chance just to like go in and change the hitting camera uh it might take a little bit to get used to the new one, but just changing that up a little bit might get you out of a slump. I recommend offset zoom. Try that out. Okay. I will try that. I will too. TJ, talk a little bit more about this fire pro wrestling. People want to hear about it. I want to hear about it. You guys are playing it. What, uh, what makes it so great? Uh, I think it's the thing that really does make it great is just the, the whole combat system and everything. It's uh, grapple based, kind of similar to the old N64 games. Uh, but not, not really, but, uh, much more, much more you have to get into, get into the hold with the guy and then, uh, do your move. And the, the thing that's really great about it is the, uh, the creation suite that they have. Uh, the game is, has no licenses. Uh, I think there's about 25, uh, default characters that they give you, uh, in the game back in the day. Uh, it was like Fire Pro Wrestling Returns and the Game Boy Advance one I had. All the guys they had in were just like fake versions of real wrestlers. So like the guy would ab- absolutely look like Hulk Hogan, but it's not Hulk Hogan. It's like West Hollywood Stevens <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but yeah, this this being on Steam right now has a uh, workshop support built in, and there are and there are thousands. Upon thousands, I would probably say, uh, custom guys. Now, how do the toolkits, how do they create those? Is, are there the specific art like kits inside Steam, or do they? is it like external tools? Like, that's a lot of volume for something that's new, right? Uh, yeah, it's all built into the game. And I think uh, a lot of people have been using uh, old creations from other games and just kind of remaking them in the new game. Uh, and then from then from right in the game, you can just hit upload and share it straight to the straight to the store. Uh, yeah, like Millennium has said, uh, I've been downloading a bunch of WWF guys, or sorry, WWE guys and New Japan guys. Uh, I think I downloaded everybody uh, from GiantBomb.com. Ref Gersman is my referee right now. Uh, so I think what we need is people that are playing this game to go out and create all the members of the Press Row Podcast family so we can get into some sort of uh, barbed wire uh, rope <laughs> match with electricity. Can it- can I can I spit fire in somebody's face? Is that uh, is that in this? Uh, I mean, probably. Yes. I assume I assume there's a green mist that you can make red, right? Well, no, Absolutely. I mean, no, you, you get a mouthful of alcohol or butane or something and you know spew it on the guy. I mean, you can definitely drop them onto landmines outside the ring. <laughs> okay, okay. If you've got if you if you've got munitions in this, then yeah, okay. Yeah, there, I, there's no piranha match yet. But maybe, maybe we'll get lucky. <laughs> uh, and like I said, this game is still in early access, but uh, they seem to be working hard on it. The one thing uh, that's missing from it that you get in like the console WWE games now, uh, there's no story mode. This is all pretty much just exhibitions and online matches. Do your own thing. Make up your story if you want. I think there's a lot of people that do like leagues that have their whole own storylines and stuff. Uh, so that's another reason that would be really cool if people made like either their own characters or characters of other people just to put them in a match. Because I'm pretty sure uh, I want to beat up Millennium so bad that he becomes my own manager. 
and just like I kind of drag him out by a collar. I think that'd be kind of cool. Millennium I think that's, I think that's quite <laughs> fair. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure where that came from, uh, but as a fireproof veteran. I don't believe you want to mess with anything that I've made in that edit mode with the CPU logic that I know. Because that's one of the coolest features in the mm-hmm. game for that. For edits, the reason there's so many edits up, Rich, are because it's a 2D wrestler. So putting up there's, – there's over 700 faces. There's all kinds of hair. There's all kinds of costumes. And they're very easy. And people – like WWE 2K, the 2K series – like, if they're not perfect, people will go, well, that looks terrible. Like, faces. Faces look horrible if you don't scan them. Like, you have to have like, this flat version face of AJ Styles <laughs> that you have to scan into the game. And it's step by step. But because it's a 2D game, people are much more willing to say, oh, yeah, that looks like AJ Styles, even though it's it's just like an, a 16-bit representation. Um, there are thousands of moves in the game. That you could, like, all the finishers you could think of, most of them have some kind of representation in the game. And the coolest thing is they have a CPU logic, what I was talking about, where it, it you could tell the wrestler what to do in infinite amount of situations. Like, how much da- you can do how much damage the your opponent has, what will the person do? Because you can't do big moves to start the match. You have to work your way up to big moves, which is another cool thing about Fire Pro. Um And the big draw for a lot of people isn't even playing the game. The big draw is putting CPU versus CPU and seeing who created the better logic, who created the better wrestler. There there are full leagues on Twitch right now. I saw somebody streaming with, I think, close to 3,000 viewers who does does WWE 2K17 but also does Fire Pro with CPU versus CPU matches. And the chat was loving it. (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's the big thing. Yeah, that's the huge thing. That's great. It's no, computer I, versus computer. I love it. Yeah, that is fantastic. I mean that in all sincerity. That is spectacular. That that is a thing. So yeah, I mean, and this has been going on like the history of Fire Pro is so deep. Like it was it was created in 1989 in Japan. Like it didn't come over to the states until like the late 90s on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> like you don't, you just don't get to see something like this, this cult classic, be brought back to life. Like to to rise like the phoenix out of the ashes after 10 years of not being made and being told as a fan of this series that this game was remade because of the fans fighting for it. And then for it to get mainstream pub on some of the gaming sites because it was top 10 on Steam when it released as early access. It was it was mind-blowing for me as a FirePro fan for as many years. Because I remember importing from Japan. You had to import and everything was in Japanese. So I had to – I mean I'm not cat. I can't read Japanese. So I had to like download this 200-page binder manual of uh, – somebody did a translation from Japanese to a very – loose translation from Japanese to uh, English and go menu to menu, page to page and figure out what I was doing the entire time. It's not as easy as it is now. So this, this, this is mind blowing what this is right now. And I could not be having more fun with it. That is Still, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry. Millennium. I keep no, Chris, Chris, Chris is fine. I have too many names at this point. Owen. just, just call me. Hey, you at this point. But I, I thought, I thought fire pro had some kind of a, of a release on Xbox 360 uh, like three or four years ago. Yeah, that was like a a Kinect Avatar or Kinect Avatar game that was like Fire Pro. It was Fire Pro Wrestling in name only. Yeah, it was was a bastardized version. No, not at all. There was no, it was all just as, as TJ said, it was all just your avatar facing other avatars. And when we, and when Fire Pro fans found out about it, it was torn to the ground in every sense of the world from fire pro fans. The re- the last real fire pro was fire pro wrestling returns in uh, 2007 for the PS. Oh, actually, I guess it was 2004 or 2005 for Japanese release. And then a lot of people imported it, but then it came out officially in the States uh, right around November, 2007. Cause I remember getting it like uh, around my birthday. So it was awesome. Gotcha. Hey everybody, Rich Grisham here. We're going to take just a moment to thank our sponsors for this week, HelloFresh. These guys do a fantastic job, and I am now a customer, and you can help the Pressure Podcast and have some great meals, and we'll tell you how to do that at the end of this. 
So real quick, let me tell you what HelloFresh is. They are on a mission to save home cooking because it's just too good to go away. They want to make cooking more fun, so they focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. So they think of themselves as three different kind of companies all at one. Number one, a farm-to-box company because they want everyone to have access to fresh ingredients that inspire great meals. But they're also a couch-to-kitchen company because they think the best way to kick those 5 p.m. excuses is by feeling unstoppable in the kitchen. And third, they are a fork-to-feel-good company because when you cook and eat delicious and healthy meals, you're going to want to keep doing it again and again. And I can vouch for this because HelloFresh sent us a big old box with several meals, and it came in an insulated box, and it had the uh, the, the, the frozen uh, ice packs in there, which kept everything nice and fresh. And those, by the way, are reusable, so we tossed them into the freezer, and we actually wound up using them when we went to the beach uh, a few days later. They offer different things, a classic box, a veggie box, and a family box. You can order three, four, or five different meals per week designed for either two or four people. New recipes are created every week. In six easy-to-master steps, they get you chopping, zesting, and cooking like a natural because most of the recipes take just 30 minutes and require minimal equipment, and this is totally legit. As I mentioned, my wife and my son, uh, my son, he's nine. He he was uh, working with her, and they got all the stuff out, and they chopped, and they zested, and they cooked, and they, they did everything that they had to do, and it's a really, really great meal at the end, and I am now officially a HelloFresh customer. So the way that you can help us out is simple. All you got to do, you got to go to HelloFresh.com and enter the code PRESSROW30 when you subscribe. When you do that, you get $30 off your first week of deliveries. That is a great savings. So HelloFresh.com and enter PRESSROW30 when you subscribe. This is a really good service. It really makes life easier and better. You know, if you want to have a good meal, but you want to prepare it and you want to sort of get everybody in the kitchen, this is a fantastic way to do it. And it's cost effective, too. For less than $10 a meal, you're going to have much better dinner than if you were, you know, to do that guilty pleasure, drive it over to that fast food place or order that same pizza that you've had four times in the last eight days. Check out HelloFresh.com and in the promo code PRESSRO30, get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you for listening to the Press Row Podcast, and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, guys. It's game time. Are you ready? Ready. The game is pick one. Okay. All right. TJ, you have to pick. One. You have to. <laughs> Thank you. All right, next game. Winner, winner. <laughs> it's not a you pick two, which I also love. You have Shout to. Shout No, oh, no. You pick two is uh, Panera Bread. Oh, okay. That was authoritative, TJ. That was good. (laughs) All right. Pick one. You can only pick one. The one game coming out this fall on consoles. The one sports game coming out this fall on consoles. Which one is it? (laughs) There's a lot of quiet going on right now, guys. (laughs) I don't want to answer this question. I have, I, mean, I, have an, wow. I have an answer, TJ. Go ahead. I mean, that got that got tougher for me as I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone's going to answer this question, so don't don't uh, worry. Uh, uh, TJ, you know, come on, Malcolm Gladwell, blink. Go. I away. mean, I the game. The, here's the question. The real question is: Is it the game that I want to be playing, or the game that I'm going to be playing? You that that part of the question you have to ask only yourself, sir. You do things because you want to, TJ. <sighs> So, <laughs> if you're playing a game, you're playing it because you want to. I, but I want to like the game, and I want to be spending hundreds of hours uh, in FIFA 18 this year. And I just feel like I'm gonna be spending hundreds of hours in Madden and not FIFA. But I want it to be FIFA. I really used to like FIFA, and I would like to like FIFA again. But I don't know. So I'm gonna it? I'm gonna go with FIFA. I'm gonna go with FIFA. Really? You're picking one and it's FIFA. Yeah, let me go let me check out the journey two. I still never played the journey one, so I mean that'll be a good thing. Okay. Uh Alex Hunter's on the move. I don't know if you've heard. If you get it on the Xbox One, you know, you can get EA access and play play that now and then play the new one when it comes out in uh what, a month, two months? Comes out uh, what? September, Rich, right? That would, that would A require me plugging in my Xbox. Yeah, but I know you have it. That's a reason it's, it's to potentially there for like do a month. it. You can yeah. There you go. And Good then point. and then I'm going to have to buy Xbox Live. And then I'm going to have to buy EA Access. Yeah, that's a lot of money. You're right. And if I do step one of buying Xbox Live, 
I am going to go back and play Black Ops 2 now that that's on backwards compatibility. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, I think FIFA is the play this year. I kind of got burnt out on Madden the last couple years. Last year, uh, you know, all I really played was our franchise. I think I was out of Mutt before uh, Thanksgiving. And so uh, I want FIFA to be the one that I'm playing all fall. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Owen oh, Good, pick one. Same question. Matt. Okay. I uh, I want to see what's going on with um with Longshot. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of that is sort of you know a long history of talking with Mike Young, and um, you know I've I've done stories about um, Adrian Todd Zuniga, the other writer on that. I want to see what they did with it. I like the fact that they. You know, this is not about, you know, a series of games within the league. It's about getting to the league. Um, These are um, there's a there's a lower curve that um, that narratives are graded on in video games as a whole. And then an even lower one for sports at that. Um, And so it's not like there's a high bar set on this, but I'd like to see how much they beat it. Um, because, you know, uh, you know, the journey in FIFA last year, uh, FIFA 17 last year, uh, it was, it was kind of rote in some spots. It really hit all the usual notes that you would expect of a sports story, sports fiction story, you know, an up from nothing kind of thing. Uh, but it did have some really good characters in it and, and things in it that really did appeal to me. And I also thought, that the way that they utilized, um, you know, the the transfer, such that Alex went, you know, down to the championship to get his playing time and then come back to the club that the player had selected, was a, a really nice touch, and it was different from other career modes that we've seen uh, with the North American sports, which is where you know you work up through, you know, some combine or some developmental league or the minor leagues in, in MLB the Show. And, and make it, you know, to the pros and then you don't go down from that. Uh, you know, that was interesting. But with with Madden, you know, this is like it's really a side of professional football that we don't talk about a lot. It's just sort of out there. But there are a lot of players who have come up through undrafted free agency and uh, and also through, uh, you know, these kinds of, you know, not the the main combine where you've got the the Blitnikoff winners and the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Alton trophy winners doing their, their shuttle drills and crap like that. Uh, I, I, I'm really interested to see what they've done with it. Uh, it's the first mode, uh, the first story mode for Madden. Madden's the glamour franchise of North American sports video games. And, uh, you know, I hope that they did well with it. And, and that's what I'm anticipating the most. Very good. Chris, pick one. Man, I hate this question so much. Um, oh, I, I forgot a game. Go, please, Chris. Oh, uh, okay. I, I want to say Madden because I think Madden's the most complete experience in terms of franchise, online franchise, ultimate team, and all that. But my heart is always going to lie in NHL. Um, NHL 18 with the franchise upgrades this year of having expansion, which I think is really cool over relocation. Um, that'll give me something to play franchise wise EASHL. Um, I think threes is going to be a bigger upgrade than anyone really thinks it will be. I think a lot of people are looking over threes. I play a ton of EASHL and I, we don't always have six people. So threes is a perfect, perfect thing to fix that. Um, I've gotten into ultimate team recently. Uh, I wish their be a pro was a little better um, because that would kind of offset long shot and Madden for me. But NHL, if I had to buy one, it would be NHL because I have the most I can do in NHL and still play with some very close friends of mine for ES for ES Joe. If I'm not mistaken and, and guys correct me here, this is the first time we've had in a career mode, straight expansion, like actually expanding the league not relocating franchises and, you know, creating a new team nickname for them and subbing out some existing franchise, but actually adding a franchise to the league. I can't think of another example. This is the first time where we've actually had, 
where there's like an expansion draft with actual rules because of it. Yeah, right. because M- NBA 2K, like I know that's I'm pretty sure that's the that's the um, equivalent you're looking at was the 2K where you're right, you sub a team out. Well, actually, 2K had a draft in it. Well, so, but no, what what I mean is, I mean the, the expansion draft is one thing, and that's great, and I understand what they're doing with that, and, and that also is 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 a nice attention to detail. But I'm talking about actually increasing the size of the league. I don't, I haven't seen that in any other licensed uh, title. Certainly not, you know, the past three generations, and I don't know why it would be there before that. Unless 2K did it, and I'm, and I'm not thinking about it. 2K is the only one I know that comes close to it. Uh, because with their with their my GM rules and the ability to change all the rules, I think you can change the size of the league with my GM. I, yes, I'm not, but can you I'm go up. or my league? Yeah, that's the thing. Can you go up I, or you know, as opposed to down? I don't think you can go up, and I know you can go down. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, that's a great point, though. That's an absolutely great point, Owen. Well, mine is Pro Evo 2018. Because that was my absolute favorite game last year in a year in which I liked most of the games a lot. I I played a lot of last year. I played a nice volume of all of last year's sports games, or at least the ones that I wanted to. But uh, Pro Evo was the most. And I'm going to do exactly the same thing this year that I did last year, which is pick up Everton right now and try to turn them into a club that can qualify for the Champions League. And I'm very excited because Everton, while they lost their top goal scorer and one of the top goal scorers in the world to the dreaded Manchester United in Romelu Lukaku, they have made some fantastic signings of some exciting players. And they're also in the Europa League this year, which is the level, you know, it's the tournament, the European tournament below the Champions League. But it's at least, you know, an additional competition that they could potentially start to make some noise in. So I'm very excited about that. And the game itself is so great. I just absolutely, I've never enjoyed just the playing a game because of the great controls and the way that I've learned to play the game that I can remember in a long time, like I did Pro Evo last year. So that's my one. And um, I'll play a lot of the games, but that, that, that's the one that I would have to go with. So it's interesting, TJ. You and I both went uh, soccer, which I would not have anticipated before. Well, I would have anticipated me, obviously, but I wasn't anticipating that from you. Yeah, actually, I really liked uh, what I played at Pro Evo last year with the, uh, what is their thing called? Their ultimate team kind of mode? It's called something that I forget. I think, is it my team, maybe? I think it might just be my team. Yeah. Or no, is that NBA? I might be both. Could be. Don't know my my club, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the game I was forgetting about, and the only reason I don't think it would make this uh, is because I don't think it's going to have the depth of all these games that we've talked about. Uh, is Super Mega Baseball Two? Mm. I am super excited from that. Uh, really loved Super Mega Baseball One. Yes, yes. And I like everything they've done with kind of changing how the characters are going to look and everything. Yep. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what they do with Super Mega Baseball Two. Yep. You can chalk that one down for me, too. I forgot all about that. That Really looking forward to that one. Okay, the second part of the question to pick one now. TJ, do you want to start mm-hmm. again? Sure, why not? Pick one franchise. All time. All time? All time. What one all-time franchise would you pick? Sports game franchise, obviously. Alive or dead? Does it have to be? It could be whatever you want. I mean, I would have to pick the show. I don't think I have really a okay. choice about that. <laughs> uh, as a, we're talking about console games, obviously. Yes, we're talking uh, about console games, of course. Yeah, as with how much I love baseball. Any console, by the way, it could be Nintendo, right? Doesn't and and you know whatever, but yeah. I mean, and the yeah. show is spanning what at least the PS2, right? PS2, PS3, PS4, and Vita, and PSP. All had mm-hmm. legit good. I have the show. copies of that, uh, copies of it on all those consoles. Me too. I absolutely uh, do as well. I mean, and even if you want to go back, if you want to go way, way back, uh, I think MLB Pennant Race on the PS1 was by uh, a Sony branch. I don't remember. I don't think it was San Diego. I don't think that existed at the time. Uh, but yeah, I think I would have to definitely go to the show just because I'm a sucker for baseball games, as you may know. 
<laughs> I really that's interesting. Yeah. Very good. That was quick too. I was I was worried I was it was going to take a little while because you know obviously it's not an easy question unprepared because I did not prepare anyone for these questions of course because why would we want to do that? That's not uh, not as interesting. Oh and good one franchise NCAA football. Nice. That's my that was my number two, Owen. <laughs> I have I have more, you know, fond personal memories of playing that game with real people um, uh, than any other video game really that I've 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 played. You know, there's there is there is a lot of nostalgia with NCAA football. I'm conflicted about it because I understand what it represents within the whole you know, the long skein of, of, uh, of NCAA's licensing of athletes and, 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 you know, what EA did and what, uh, the, the licensing company and, and the NCAA turned its head to, but man, what a wonderful game. And just, you know, I think, I think what crystallizes the appeal of that franchise is when I was talking with Ben Hallmiller you know, a producer, a friend of the show. And he said, you know, when you're talking about like, you know, professional football or professional baseball, you know, the, the, um, the universe of people who have attachments, like actual attachments to the franchises involved is very small because very few people actually play professional football or professional baseball. But the universe of universe of people who go to college is a lot larger especially when you're talking about 128 schools and the attachment that you, you create and make and have, you know, to your school, or if you want to go off and do, you know, the kind of thing that is, is so cliche, but it is just, it's so romantic and it's what everybody does, you know, take Texas San Antonio to the national championship um, in the dynasty mode of NCAA football. It's, it's just, it, it was such a comprehensively good series and, you know, the best examples of it were probably NCAA 2004. I might be partial to that because it was the last one to feature um, Philip Rivers. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, NC State quarterback uh, number 18. Uh, or maybe NCAA football 06, which was a really renegade um, edition. Uh, it, it had the college radio soundtrack, but it also had – in your, um, I think it, it was, I can't remember what they called it then. It wasn't, um, uh, it was the career mode, but you had the girlfriends. Road to uh, glory. Yeah. The pictures that would appear on, in your door, on your dorm room wall and they would get progressively more attractive as you got better. Um, it's not the kind of thing that would fly in today's social media environment and it only lasted for one year, but whoo. I remember my senior year, I was dating some girls who looked like Playboy Playmates. Um, and, you know, it's just, just some good memories of, uh, of NCAA football. Millennium, pick one. It's going to sound really similar. I think Madden has the most consistent history over the years. But for me personally, it's NHL again. Like, I, NHL is the game that I have played. I have every edition of NHL since its release it's also the only game that i know of that has the largest pop culture reference in sports gaming uh in swingers when they were when everyone knows nhl 94 because of swingers even though they weren't even playing nhl 94 in the game um when talking about removing fights and they were gonna make gretzky bleed for yeah. super fan 99 like everyone knows that reference and i think that's when it comes to mainstream pop culture nhl holds that trophy and i think nhl has been the most fun i've often said that nhl with the exception of a, of a small period in the 2000s where the 2k series i think had the definitive edge um, it's also been the easiest to pick up and play for most fans at most of the time uh, i think if you're a sports game if you're a hardcore sports gamer yeah nhl probably lags behind a little bit but for casual fans being able to pick up a game and play it i think nhl does that the best as well well, all good answers, and mine, I've, I'm going to echo Owen. It's not easy, but NCAA is mine. And I, I guarantee you part of that is because of the melancholy fact that we can't play it every year. 
So I, I readily admit that. I have a feeling, though, I would still have it ultimately as number one just because you can have so much fun so quickly in that game and because of the, you know, just the incredibly, the, the terrific, the, the great variety of places that you could go and environments that you would experience and, you know, soundtracks that you would hear. Every year, I just it also signaled, you know, the start of the video game season a lot too, which was another, I think, reason that that to me NCAA football was such a great memory because it that would kick off that you know first be NCAA, then a month later it's Madden, and then here comes everything else down the line. So that I that weighs into I think the the nostalgia. It doesn't it, by no means do I suggest that that. Uh, makes a, the, the, the gameplay you know anything less of a factor because if it wasn't a fun game to play and oh and like you said my fondest memories of that were playing against people as well there's nothing like you know couch co-op college football to you know to, to have fun I mean it's just it's one of the best experiences can I can I butt in here with yeah. a story? we, we uh, two guys or excuse me three three co-workers at the Rocky Mountain News back I mean this is now we're talking 13 years ago we would play NCAA football on on the GameCube now think about that over at uh, another uh, reporter's apartment and we would we would play what we called Spite Bowl and that is um, you know one of our guys uh, he went to Indiana another went to Stanford another went to Missouri I went to NC State and we were required to play as our school's most hated rival. So I would play as North Carolina and another <laughs> guy would play as Purdue and another guy would play as Cal and another guy would play as Kansas. And we do, we do a round robin and it was designed to be as painful as possible because you know you, the outcome was either, you know, you heard the, you know, the despised fight song of your, of your school's rival, you know, because you scored or you got, shit talked by your buddy because you were losing and it was just miserable and we would go and we would play that on uh on friday afternoons when they were on their lunch breaks i was working evenings and uh and eat taco bell and play spite bowl and just laugh nice well all right thank you gentlemen uh this was terrific like i said a little throwback some some panelists that we have had on forever and haven't spoken to in far too long and some good friends. Thank you, Owen Good from Polygon. Much appreciated. Thank you, TJ Lowerman, that sports gamer. Thank you, Millennium, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Mills Gaming TV. Do I have all of those names correct? Uh, God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Everybody have a great weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. <laughs>